0: Welcome to the Morning Mindset podcast hosted by James Ng, where we believe that life success is a daily battle that starts in the mind. If you can seize the morning, you can win the day. On this podcast, you'll hear strategy, success tips, encouragement, and inspirational stories that will equip you to conquer the day and become the warrior that you are. Without further ado, here's today's episode. welcome back to another episode of the morning mindset podcast this is your host james zang right here and this podcast is all about breaking through in your mind because if you believe that your mind has anything to do with success in any aspect of your life your health your finances your family whatever that it is then it's important that we find and really figure out ways to reprogram ourselves in these positive ways And ironically, I have a very special friend of mine here. Her name is Kathy Trin. If you're watching this, it's funny because we talk about the word reprogram. She literally has the Matrix as her background. (laughs) But it's so awesome here. Um, Let me give you a quick rundown on who this superwoman is. All right. And um, Kathy has quite the reputation. So let's see if I can get this all down. All right. So Kathy... Uh, She's a Vietnam-born mother, cancer survivor, global speaker, coach, and internationally published author. Her latest book is absolutely awesome. I can't wait to, I I saw a little bit about it. I can't wait to read it all. It's called The Journey, Mastering the Art of Slowing Down into a Beautiful Existence. You know, that's awesome. You know, not only that, but she's got quite a, a lot of stuff that's going on. Um, she's a founder of Soul Care Society. It's a global women's empowerment movement with over 1,900 members. She's a vice chair um, and board of director of Sisters Without Borders. Not only that, she also has a very successful boutique executive search firm, and she's big on connecting financial executives to next careers in Southern California. I mean, her biggest mission is just to empower the world, you know. And Kathy, I'll share this story and then um, welcome to the show. When I heard about you, when I saw you, the biggest thing that I saw was just energy, you know, Um, and I'm I'm excited to have you here. But Kathy, welcome to the show. (laughs)
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, James. I really appreciate the warm welcome. And I am just so excited to have this conversation with you. It's just, you know, it's my favorite topic. <laughs>
2: it's yeah.
1: mindset and me. I'm just, I'm just, I, you know what, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's like, we've all worked hard to get to where we are right now. And I believe that everything in life happens exactly the way, extraordinarily the, the way that it's supposed to be. And so I, you know, I am so I'm so grateful that you reached out to me as well. And we have a lot to talk about, about regarding mindset.
0: Absolutely. The goal, the challenge is packing it all into this. So let's start to unpack this together, right? The biggest thing that I've known about you, Kathy, and I was saying this before I went live, is you're just so transparent, you know? And would you agree that we're kind of in a day and age where people are scared to be vulnerable out there?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, yeah, it's, uh, it's when, and when you ask like, how are you doing? It's even, even, even a basic question like that. Oh, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't really want people to know. And it's being, it's ultimately you know, working on yourself so much that your life becomes just like mine and open book. Yeah. <laughs> because I ended up writing a book. Um, I t- basically my book guys, I took all of the inventory of my life. I took inventory of every single area that was broken and areas uh-huh. that I wanted to grow in and I I put my inventory out there in the market for people to read and go, look, you know, I've you know, as extraordinary that I am. Yeah. I, I had it rough. My life was really messy at one point. And, you know, just mm. through the personal growth and development and the wisdom that I learned just by yeah. sharing my story, they say sharing is caring, Amen. So, you know, and, and people don't know that you, like people would not be able to relate unless you say, Hey, I've been there. And then the girl goes, or the guy goes, Hey, you know, I've been there too. Yeah. Can we be friends?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly what it is, you know, and there's always a story behind the big blessing. And if you meet Kathy today, when you see Kathy, she's this larger than life, abundant, full of energy, super woman that's just doing all types of amazing things. But what you may not know about her is that past as well, too. And I titled this, How to Really Overcome and Break Free from a Traumatic Past. Because some of us here, all of us here, actually, we've been through some stuff in our life some tougher than others, but there's no comparison to each their own. But so many times I think we're all held back by those shackles there. And we think, well, because this happened to me, this is why I am the way that I am, you know? And when, you, when I met Kathy and I heard all about your story, I, I, the way I felt, I was just like, Kathy, whoo, okay, I'm free now, you know? Like if Kathy could do it, then so can I. But Kathy, I know you shared your story so much out there, but um, it's so special. But do you mind sharing some of your story?
1: I don't mind at all. I don't mind, and thank you. You know, I'm I'm really present to uh, this conversation and the audience, um, whoever's listening right now. If I can just share one drop, one nugget of wisdom, and you take it away, and that's all you heard from me. Um, not sure if I'll ever meet everybody, but um, but yeah, just know that I you know, what I'm about to share or like the things that I share about myself is really coming through a lot of hard work and growth. And one of the, one of the biggest things about me is that I walked around for so long, comparing my insides to people's outsides. So it's the constant comparing, you know, others, you know, the way that they looked, the money that they had, they make, you know, the sales that they closed, all of these things made me feel terrible inside at the end of the day so i stopped doing that because i started i started d- digging really deep on where i came from so yeah. um yeah just uh i guess start i'll start from the beginning um yeah. i am i'm a refugee immigrant from um from from vietnam um my parents and i we escaped the war and uh, we got onto a little boat um, we, the way that I describe it, it sounds traumatic, but it pretty much is. If you look back at it, you have yeah. forty-one little, forty-one people in a tiny little boat, lost at sea with no compass. Wow. So I mean, that is that that I mean, it's like you. If you don't believe in God, I believe that that was a miracle by God for us to be able yeah. to be found in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night, you know, during stormy water. So. Yeah. So that was our first miracle that happened. Um, got pulled into shore by um, you know a, a U.S. Navy ship. So we were really, really lucky. Um, ended up being at the re- a, lived in a refugee camp for about a year, and from there we were we were so lucky that we were um, we were sponsored into the United States. Um, and landed in the OC of all places right wow. so orange county so i mean obviously if you know where orange county is it's like you know the the place where like industries and companies and corporations are built you know down downtown irvine yeah and um and so you know, I, I grew up. Um, you know, like I said said to you earlier, James. You know, yeah. my my life, uh, my my upbringing was not a very traditional household. Mm. You know, as you can see, and like my photos, I'm very open about, and I and I show people um, that I have tattoos. There was visible tattoos. When I was yeah. younger, I had visible piercings, and uh, mm. you know my nostrils and, and all that. Yeah. But it's because there was this acceptance uh, within our family. My mother um, oh. landed a really great job, and she worked for a skateboard company. So, uh, so you know, I mean, the skateboard, you know, surfer yeah. look, right? And so we, we, I was always dressed a little bit different, and so unfortunately, that influenced the people that I hung out with. And so I started, um, you know, I started getting really, um, uh, you know, involved in, in, you know, conversations that probably a 13 year old shouldn't have. So I, I did started doing some drugs, started hiding the drugs from my parents. And, um, next thing, you know, um, you know, in high school, college, um, I ended up doing harder drugs that I couldn't Mm -hmm. get off of. Um, but God, by God's grace, I, um, you know, I, I saw, I was shown the light. So I, someone had saved me from, from that. And I ended up going to rehab, um, as mm. a 22 year old girl wow. and, um, you know, but, but, but now looking back as a 43 year old woman, because I've been trudging. I this don't road. believe
0: that by the way.
1: Yes. Yeah, I <laughs> I, so, I, so I've been trudging this road of, Recovery, and when I say trudging, it means trudging is like a slow way of movement, right? Mm-hmm. Slow movement, trudging through mud, and yeah. and that's what I did for these for these past twenty years. I've been doing that. So when I came into recovery, I went into rehab. Um, someone, you know, was willing to be my mentor. So. So this person mentored me and says this is the steps on how to stay sober, and I and I said okay, so great. You know, we had we had you know drug and alcohol addiction at the time, so I was like okay, got that under control. I'm eight years yeah. sober now. Um, finances, right? And so, mm. um, you know, and they and and by that time that the whole all you know all of this sobriety, the accumulated yeah. sobriety, um, I I ended up accumulating wealth. And, um, and and it was really um, because I wanted more, right? Yeah. I wanted more. My my eyes were wide open. I landed a great job as a recruiter. Started making a lot of money. I bought the house. I, I bought the cars, and um, something inside with of me was still a little broken. And mm-hmm. what it was was I. I was struggling a lot with some other um, areas of my life. You know, relationships, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm. I'm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an immigrant. My parents yeah. don't speak English. They don't understand why I, my my personality is so loud. Why can't I just, you know, mm-hmm. marry this type of person? And I was going always against the grain, mm-hmm. and that made me by the eighth year of sobriety hit another really um, rock bottom. Mm-hmm. It was an emotional sobriety. It
2: mm-hmm. was it
1: um, it was a, an emotional bottom. It was also a spiritual bottom, mm-hmm. because as I was going through this journey I needed to learn a little bit more about why and where I came from it's not mm. about you know it's not about the accumulated wealth it's from it's like how do I from within so I, I started I you know I walked on fire with Tony Robbins for oh, wow. you know, twice I bought all kinds of spiritual books I, yeah. I wrote personal I mean I, I read personal development books um Think and Grow Rich was a huge book that I have mm on my shelf right here. So oh, awesome. I don't have it right. Think and grow rich. Yes. Uh, great book to have. And it's a wealth mindset. And yeah. I started discovering by listening to all these gurus and mentors, it was self mastery of the mind. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and it's also having extraordinary listening skills. And, and the reason, and the way that I was able to develop that James was because yeah. I Started listening in on what I'm saying. You know, there's a lot of a lot of self-belief systems that we we say we we're a failure, we can't do it, the person's better than us. So I started developing that mindset of self-mastery. And today I am truly living the life beyond my wildest dreams. Um, and it's just through all of that, just personal growth and development. So I, you know, I came, I came from the pits of, you know. This um, this little girl, and now I've I've be, I truly have become the woman that um, I was meant to be.
0: It's so amazing. Well, wow. I'm just like you. Just feel the abundance that's in you. You know, it's an energy that's out there. And what you're talking about is uh, metacognition, the ability for us to be able to think about what we think about. You know, and that's just so incredible because I'm just putting myself in your shoes. Literally, it is a miracle story. Like I'm just imagining because there there's a there's a fact now they've done studies where from zero to six zero to seven i'm sure you've heard this right uh kids are just totally subconscious and they just absorb everything around there so even though you might i'm assuming you don't remember anything on the refugee boat like in actual memory right but the feelings the emotions the stress all of that it's in the system you know so coming from that and i'm curious because I'm assuming you didn't always think and feel this way, that this Kathy version 10.0, you know? But I wanna go back because I think a lot of people that are listening to this, myself included, is we know there's things that are, holding. maybe we're not aware that things are holding us back, or maybe we are aware, but we want to break through those addictions, quote unquote. Now, you talk about very legitimate real addictions and so drugs and alcohol, and some of us here, have dealt with that as well too. But I believe there's a very strong link to a physical addiction like that, or an emotional addiction to my past self or traumas in the past. But what were some things that you really learned? And I know it's a ever evolving trudging through that development journey, which is so true. Sometimes we think it's just, all right, I'm done. No, I don't think so. You know, we're looking at this is an over 20 plus year journey right there. But if we were to go back, like what were some of the early things or even now that helped you just really make these actual shifts?
1: Mm, Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, um, the reason why I still identify as an addict alcoholic, it's not because I still am that it's Mm. because it brings it back down to just the bare bones of what, what, what I've been taught. And, Mm. um, and I, I can, for one thing, I can claim, you know, I'm a food addict. I'm, you know, I love, I'm addicted to adrenaline. I mm-hmm. am a workaholic, you know, all of these things. And I, and that that's the only reason why I still identify as that, because yeah. if I don't identify, then the next person that's truly suffering can't say mm. that I understand them. Makes they will sense. not be able to relate. And yeah. I, and a lot of times when I'm up there, you know, speaking at the, you know, at the podium or yeah to large groups, um, you know, I, I say what I need to say and it's, it a lot of times often it lands for people at different places in their lives. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, so many lessons that I've learned year over year, over year, and yeah. I've seen myself grow, like even during COVID, I feel like during COVID, um, this past year, I've been uh, the strongest that I've ever been. Cause uh, I've, I've, I've developed this mindset ever since I was in my twenties. Um, everything that people are trying to learn now, I've already been through it. It's like, okay, I've, I've already been through all that hard stuff. And so now I've been given a, a set of tools and, you know, like you said earlier, um, you know, like we, uh, you know, we we, we have, we have, um, the ability to really look at, at, at the addiction, but then how do we, how do we, re, how do we solve it? So, um, my life and everything that I do is I'm, I'm solution based. Um, it's right. like everything that I do is like, I give you know, sometimes I'll give free talks and I, you know, offer a free solution, but, um, but it's really ingrained in the spirit of service. And wow. I think that um, having a service mentality all these years have allowed me to help others because yeah. what do they say? You know, if you teach someone else, you can actually keep it for yourself way more. So I really, truly practice what I, what I pitch and what I preach That's out true. there in the world. So, um, so yes, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful way of living. Um, yeah. We talked about uh, slowing down. Um, yeah. A lot of times when people ask me like, Kathy, there's nothing about you that's slow. Like I don't know why, <laughs> and wow, you think that you qualify to teach people how to slow down.
2: Mm. Well,
1: the, the thing I, I have, um, I've got a couple of concepts that I've, I've created and yeah. as well as, um, you know, routines that I've set for myself. You know, and it's, it's all the the root of it all is self-care, right? Mm. We we hear that often right now. And I've been able to learn how to take care of myself because Mm. by golly, like this girl, like when she's out there, not like, like I'm a, you know how they say blackout drunk? Well, I'm a blackout people pleaser. (laughs) I'm a blackout codependent. You know, I can help you, help you, help you, help you. But then mm-hmm. I turned around, I'm like, Oh my God, just like what happened to the day. And I didn't even feed myself. I didn't take care of myself. So, so self-care is so important. And I've, through mm-hmm. my journey, I've been learning, I've been able to learn um, to take care of myself. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's anything from, um, you know, clearing, decluttering, meditation, yoga, all of that. And, um, you know, and of course I, I'm not the originator of all this. I've, I've got so many like hundreds of gurus and mentors that have taught me and yeah. I'm out here just, um, you know, just resharing, uh, what I've learned. So
0: that's amazing. My goodness. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. You do not seem like you're a slow person, but ironically, it starts from that, you know, um, I want to ask you this specific question, cause I think you'd be the best to answer this. Let's say there's someone that's literally struggling with an addiction. Now, you know, whether it's drugs or alcohol or something like that, and they know they want to change. Cause I think most people that know they have some type of addiction, whether it's that or like a food addiction. You know, I want to lose some weight. I, I love chocolate. I, I love chocolate, actually, you know. So these types of things, or they're addicted to um, people-pleasing or whatever the behavioral addiction is. They know it. They've tried. It's just they keep on hitting their, their head on the wall. And what are some of the things that you would say to them to actually break free from those that actually helped you a lot?
2: Mm,
1: I I love that question. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, The first thing, if I were to be with them in person or to to talk to them on the phone, I would just ask them, is their life manageable with Uh, this particular problem or issue that's there? (laughs) How manageable is your life? Is it taking away from you taking care of your child? Is it taking away from you being present in your work presentations yeah. is it taking away from your love relationships with your spouse your partner how yeah, manageable right. of your life if you feel that your life is not manageable because you keep tinkering around with whatever it is that you think is the problem right then 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 you have to ex- get to a point of complete acceptance and surrender and just know yeah. that you're powerless from whatever it is at your life, it, that place in your life is unmanageable. And if they can't, if that person can't say, oh, you know what? I can totally function on cocaine just fine. You know, I've closed last month, you know, two, 20, $20,000 worth of deals, but then I would come home and cheat on my wife. And, mm-hmm. and, and that is not a very spiritual place to be because because the 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 short-term dependency on or maybe long-term dependencies on the chemical addiction can only take you so far right until everything else in your life breaks down Mm. and coming to the first step would be that acceptance and that powerlessness and that surrender and if if like a lot of my clients if if they can't surrender to that they don't have we have nothing to work on Mm. Right. If there's, yeah. you know, I have this problem, but I, you know, I, I, I think it's, it, I think it's the money part. Mm. I don't have enough money. Kathy, can you help me to generate money and wealth? Yeah. But if you came to me first and said, Hey, I can't let go of something here because that is going to, it's kind of like a four legged stool. Your life mm. can, you can wobble around with three legs Mm-hmm. but it's not stable. You can go, a lot of people, addicts, can go for years and years. They can hit their bottom at, say, age 60.
2: Mm-hmm. But you have
1: to ask yourself, how much joy do you have in your life? How much happiness are you bringing to others? others? So you do a self-evaluation, and that's how typically all of my conversations go down. Mm-hmm. And if they don't wanna clean up and get into integrity and live a life of impeccable word, then yeah. I, there's nothing to work with. And then they'll Make hit their so. own bottom and come back yeah. to me
0: later. That's a huge thing. So everyone that's listening or watching this right now, I want you to think about something you're struggling with, whether it's a physical addiction, a drug addiction, you know, an alcohol addiction, an addiction to people pleasing. like That's what I'm putting in right now. you know, An addiction to um, whatever that it is, Netflix, right? It <laughs> doesn't really matter. But then what Kathy's saying right here, and this is what she coaches her clients on. So you guys are getting some value right here. You know, I'm taking this in for myself, at least. But then what you're saying is put it into the grand scheme and think, what are the consequences in the long term? And is it worth those consequences? You know, and you got to be real with yourself, what you're saying, what you're saying is just like, Is that okay with you or is that not okay with you? And you got to be honest with yourself. And pretty much most of the time, it should be that it shouldn't be okay with you and confront that beast right there.
1: All right. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. One thing that I always say is what is at stake for you? If you keep behaving this way, what is at stake for you? And for example, you know, someone that's morbidly obese. Yeah. You know, what's at stake for them? A lot of times, to be honest, James, they don't know what's at stake for them. Mm. It's kind of like overeating and overindulging or, or, or being bulimic and stop eating. It takes mm. a long period of realizing that there becomes a problem. You don't become 300 pounds overnight. True. Sure. You know? And sure. so, so like, I always tell my clients all over, all of your problems didn't come in one day. And so we can't mm. solve it in one day, but if you can take, if there's one thing in your life that you can change, then we can work together. But if there's, yeah. if you're saying you're, you're not, you're not broken, or if there's nothing there to fix, then there's, uh, there's really no conversation, right? Then and, and just kind of a sense of like, um, one of the things that coaches and mentors yeah. or yogis and gurus do mm-hmm they'll just give you it, give it to you straight. You know, if Mm. if they're a really good client, I won't, I don't let anybody off the hook. You know, if we can't have a conversation this week and then you make an excuse for next week, I I mean, our relationship's almost over. Mm. Like you're not willing to put in the work. And if you're not putting in the work, then you won't, and you're not participating in your own life. I'm not about here to charge you all kinds of money to drag you through this mud.
2: Yeah. Exactly. It's not, there's
1: no benefit. And I always tell my clients after six months, if you don't get what you need from me, then I didn't do my job.
0: Mm. So mm. That's a true coach right there. A true coach doesn't <laughs> just keep them clinging, but truly empowers them so they can go live their life, you know? So I love how that is. That's the absolute truth. So number one, and I think this is such valuable information because Kathy's been through the toughest addictions that are out there. You know, my own dad, he was a, he was a smoker his entire life. Grew up in China, so everyone smokes. And I saw him try to just quit smoking for decades, and he finally did, but it was a lot of struggle. So smoking is one thing, but hard drugs and these types of things, it's not just a mental thing. Obviously, there's a biological thing as well too. But for you to overcome that, it's awesome. So number one, confront the truth. Basically, what's at stake. Okay, so let's say we came to that place. Then, what's the next step? What do you do when you're like, okay, I suck, I can't do this anymore. Now what?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so, kind of like maybe in the next conversations that we have, you know, yeah. together would be, I would want them to identify, you know, just four major um, areas of your life, right? So, you've mm. got health and fitness, um, your finances. Where do you want to? It, how big? How fat do you want to see your bank account? Yep. Um, and then you know, job. If you if you, if it's just nine to five job, like you mm-hmm. want to. be, CEO in the next five years. Let's lay Mm -hmm. that out. And, um, a goal goal, you know, in terms of relationships, a lot of people come to me, they're single. Um, and some of them are in relationships some of them are about to get divorced. You know, it's like, what, what goal do you want to have in there? And then one of the, the last one that I love is your passion project, your, Mm -hmm. your dreams. If you don't have any dreams, you have no target. Yeah. So I would, I would, that would be my next, because I don't want my, any of my, I typically don't have my, I don't like having my clients stay stuck mm, with
2: mm, their
1: problem because, okay. Yeah. I, and, and besides I can only have the capacity to listen to the same problem, maybe three times in our call, but, <laughs> but if you can't, if you're not listening then there's like, it's, it's hard, it's hard. I mean, I could keep yeah. a really long-term coaching relationship, but then that's not going to do anybody any good. Yeah, And so, um, yeah, I would just have them lay down their goals. So yeah. let's see what, what drives them. What's their motivating force? Because mm. ultimately when you have a dream, uh, your dream goal, then you have momentum, you have energy, you start exchanging energy with the right people yeah. and you get the right people, The right you're, you get yourself plugged into the right community. If you want, yeah. if your dream is to own a 50 foot yacht, you're not going to be talking to just guy that likes to fish on the dock all day long. You That's know, true. you're going to try to find the yacht club, you know? That's true. Yeah. I mean, you're going to start, it's just when you start putting it down on paper, it's the mm. manifestations of that in the constant, constant um, thinking and, 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 and investigating and yeah. participating in your own life to expand yep. on those thoughts. So yep. that is my next thing is to set mm crazy, insane goals. And, um, just, just, and then you'll live up to it. Now, my goal of writing and authoring the book, I didn't know yeah. that it was 2020. Well, when I mm. started writing the book, it was 2005. Wow. So, so there's a lot of nuggets of wisdom of my own life. And, and wow. my, my book, the journey yeah. is very, um, it's unique because everything that I wrote in the book was exactly how I was feeling during the time that it happened. Wow. So it wasn't me sitting down and reflecting. Yeah. My life. It was when I was having the, when I got the abortion, when I had to eliminate the relationship, how yeah. I was feeling, where I was living, you know, all those times it was the journaling. And so I took, I basically took my journal. Yeah. And, and tore it all out. And yeah. I shared it with everybody else. <laughs>
0: That is incredible, you know, because I think one of your superpowers, Kathy, is your ability to go through some tough stuff because not just addiction, abortion, cancer, like so much, even more stuff, divorce, and all these things. You had a lot of life lived in a short amount of life, you know, but the ability for you to not let that anchor you down, how do you actually detach yourself from the negative emotion? Like, Caesar said to done. But you do it so amazingly. What's your secret? I
1: um yeah I do have a secret power, and the secret power is um, because I grew up as a Buddhist,
2: mm-hmm. so that's
1: maybe that's part of it as well. And mm. um, Buddhism, like in in religion or, or you know um, practice, yeah. We um as a as a Buddhist growing up, it was all about suffering and the suffering of attachments to things. Mm. Um. The thing that I really learned on my journey is that the minute that we are born, um, we're already handed down joy, happiness, smiles. You give a baby a binky and baby's good. Yeah. Unfortunately, what happens is when you start growing people in your life have carried so much baggage. It's not what grandma gave dad, it's not what great grandma gave dad, but it's our ancestors, right? So you'll hear about the ancestral binds that bind us because we're like, wait a minute, my mom like I grew up going gosh I really wish my parents were divorced I want to be proudly to tell people that I came from a divorced household so I can so uh, I can um, get the stamp of approval to behave this way. Uh, And I was so, I was so wild. I was so out of control. I didn't want to listen to anyone, you know, Uh being the firstborn of three girls, I really Uh paved the way of like a horror, like a really bad mom, you know, future mom. Uh But, um, but what I learned is that there's just a lot of people with a lot of, um, you know, broken ways, dysfunctions, and I know today, without a yeah. shadow of a doubt, I picked up people's bad habits, mm. and I'm not going to blame others. It was a choice. I could have said, you know, stay home or ditch school. I chose right. ditch school. Stay <laughs> home or sneak out at night. I chose to sneak out. I wanted to see the world through right. lens, you know, so so I did so many things that that hurt me, Um, but I've learned from it all. And just today I am just, I'm just so grateful for all the lessons that I've learned and the people that I've met, because otherwise I probably would not be speaking with you right now because, uh, you know, if you, if you take, um, if you take a, you know, um, if you go backwards in time, even, even what you ate for breakfast this morning, you know, if you go way back in time to the, to the day that I, they, you know, slit open my throat to get the cancer out. Like I believe that everything happens exactly and precisely and divinely the way it was supposed to happen because, um, all the scars on my body, the emotional wounds was meant to be there so that Mm. I can even share any one, any bit of it with your audience. Yeah. So that's
0: true. You repurposed it. You know, what I hear from you, Kathy, is you said everything happens for you, not to you and taking not a victim mentality, but an ownership mentality. And it's not that the things that happen in our lives, the bad things are good, but you can use them for good. And you can choose to do that, you know? And we all have scars, emotional scars, physical scars, mental scars, but what are we doing with them? You know, if the scars are there anyway, instead of staring at it, I literally have a scar on my arm right now, you know? (laughs) Instead of staring at it, do something about it repurpose it if you're here might as well be here you know that's what i hear from what you're saying kathy and um i have one other question that i'd love to get into some of the things that you're working on because you're up to so many cool things you know um you talk about dreams and big dreams you talk about 50 foot yacht automatically your mind's just like i know that's one of the first things that came to your mind but you're just like like your mind's just totally unleashed out there you know But I know what it's like, and I'm sure you know what it's like, and many in the audience might be feeling this way, they might be going through a winter season right now. They might have just had a breakup, they might have just had a job loss, they might have had their business fail, they might have had a failure in their goals, or they're just feeling like they keep on hitting their their head on the same wall over and over again. And it's that fear of dreaming big, it's that, you know, I'm going to dream a little bit, you know, like this is realistic, but then there's a big dream. How do you do that when you're in the dumps? Like
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I thank you so much. Um, that's a great question, James. Absolutely. Um, so I, I guess I'll just lead in with um, you know, I had low self-esteem for a very long time. I might be very intimidating, outspoken. Uber looks confident, you know, maybe taller than the rest of those Asian women tattooed girl and wrote a book, you know, she's powerhouse, right? But I truly suffered from low self-esteem. And the problem was, was like I said, in the very beginning statement, was that I compared my insides with other people's outside because there's always going to be someone that's stronger, bigger, better, smarter, prettier, longer hair, shorter hair. You know, I want blonde hair. It's kind of like the, you know, grass is always greener syndrome, you know? Sure. And so what happened is that when I um when I was when I first got into recovery, um one of the biggest problems that I had and this all stemmed from that low self-esteem is that I always walked around with a big chip on my shoulder because I was like, yeah, I'm doing really well and get work right now. But if you really know who I am, you wouldn't like me. I used to be a drug addict, but I would never tell anybody. Mm-hmm. So it was like these secrets that I held from the world because I yeah. had so much shame. Shame was the one big thing that that held me back from everything Mm. i was so feeling guilty i made my mom sad all the time Mm. i said some brutally like disgusting things and it was you know how they say you know it not i don't want to use the word ignorant is bliss but like you know Mm. those who there's a word saying in vietnamese where if you don't Mm. know then you um if you didn't know what it was or then you um then it wasn't your fault, kind of thing, right? Right. But right. it was just, you know, it's just, it's just in the act of like growing up, and yeah. and ultimately, when I started working on myself, I started speaking up, you know, and I and then um, I started speaking up for myself, and I started um, sharing with others, opening up more. Um, all we have a saying in recovery: we go, we become as sick as our secrets, mm. and so when we share what we felt that was shameful for us there is someone out there i can guarantee you they've walked on in your path you Uh know and unfortunately there has we've lost so many people you know through suicide you know through drug overdoses it's because they could not reach out and said i need help that's true and one of the biggest things for for me is that i you know, I, I I don't have an ego anymore, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't matter if I'm speaking with a CEO of a company and a financial executive or an executive or someone that's, you know, a low bottom drunk,
2: mm-hmm. you know, if
1: I need help. I'm, I'm going to reach out. And so that's one of the biggest things that I want to let people know, you know, if you are really suffering from whatever issue, self-worth, self-esteem, lack of self-confidence, you know, feeling feeling not worthy that you deserve the love of your dream like the the life uh, of your dreams uh. you know just know that someone else out there like myself can completely relate to it and yeah. and and just go if when you go back to um whatever spiritual um platform you have it's that this will be this will this too shall pass. Yep. You know it's only a season, you know? Yep. And and today I'm sure I mean you you um you know, James probably have not been through some of the traumas that you've had, but you, you've gone through it. You know, you've been through the trenches. You've had the, you know, you maybe have had a court, a situation working in corporate America where someone said something and your, your feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and You're like, wait a minute. And you're like, why did they give that person the promotion?
0: Yeah. I worked yeah.
1: so hard, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And men can't men can't say, oh my gosh, you know what? <laughs> if only if only I, I I took a little bit of direction to feel better and to let uh, someone know that I needed help. You could have probably saved yourself two years worth of pain.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. So
0: comparison <laughs> is the thief of joy, and to just realize to be real, you know, the biggest word that resonates when I talk to you, Kathy is just transparency authenticity and transparency i think the biggest thing is we don't confront the actual truth even with ourselves and if you the truth will set you free is, is the saying, right and when you start to confront that then you can start to define the other things in life as well too and I, i'd imagine then so let's say we confronted the truth then and then you're still a little bit afraid you're like okay all right i'm not comparing i am where i am I'm going to do this again. I took ownership, you know, I'm, I'm starting to set these goals. And what would you say to encourage those that want to dream again? Mm. And, but they're just like, ah, oh, like, oh, that feeling, you know, like,
1: right.
2: I'm curious.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I love, I love this question. So, um, so I'll, I'll be the first one to admit um, if I don't have someone kicking my butt, then I'll get, uh, I'll be a really lazy leader. <laughs> I will, I will cut corners. I will, I will take extra naps. You know, I will just shut down the blinds and go, nobody, you know, and then all of a sudden what happens when, when that happens for me,
2: yeah.
1: I become out of integrity
2: in every uh, area of my
1: life. So in order for us to get back into integrity, there are people that can hold space for us. And typically if you, if you, you know, if you're, if you can't afford a full coaching program with someone that you respect and want what that person has Mm -hmm. there, You know, go out and be of service, get yourself plugged into a community, whether you belong to a church, whether you belong to a nonprofit organization, you know, uh, whether you want to build backpacks for the homeless down Skid Row, that is going to bring you back to being of service. Because when we are not serving, we are not like living at all. And I, and I take that, I take it down to the bare, like, that's a, that's a, one of the, the basic necessities for all of us, mm. the necessity of contribution. Yeah. You know, if you're not contributing, you're not growing so, for the greater good of mankind. And then now all of a sudden you're wallowing in self-pity. Yeah. It's True. a horrible place to be. So I guess my, my um, mm. the tip is, is to find someone that has what you want, yeah. be their friend you know, even their, their energy exchanges yeah. is so important, True. you know, and it's so, and it's so key as well. If that person is not willing to pay you, you're a coaching or you're not willing to go back and forth, you know, it's energy exchange.
2: Yep. They,
1: I'm sure everyone has heard, you know, you are the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most True. the one that you talk to, you know, one one thing i the one saying i love and i heard this a long time ago if you are the smartest person in the room you are in the wrong room (laughs) true you you know we need to grow because there's there's the fountain of growth right the fountain it's basically you have peer-to-peer groups yeah. and then There has to be, maybe if you want to become a 5 million or $10 million millionaire, then you find people that floats up here. They're going to give you their wisdom. And then, but here it, it's the circle of life. So you need to find yeah. that you can mentor so that all the, ex, all the growth that you're experiencing has to go somewhere. Otherwise you're going to mm. be flowing over on a daily basis and you have mm. no space at all to continue to grow from above.
0: Oh, that was that was gold right there. Just dropped. What um what Kathy said is this is now use the saying, don't be a don't be a reservoir, but be a river. You know, but you've Mm -hmm. got to be constantly seeking that out and then also pouring that into other people. I love how you tied that together. And I know that's what you're involved in. If you don't know, Kathy is putting together this huge team of coaches and this whole conglomerate of energies that like is mind-boggling to me, but can you shed some light on that? Like, that's huge.
1: Yeah, so I've, I've been a recruiter for a very long time. Um, you know, earlier this year, or actually late last year, I, you know, decided that I wanted to take on something bigger than life. Um, the executive search firm um, is uh, tra- traditionally, whether you're, you know, large nationwide global executive search firm, it's typically, um, you know, you log on to a website, it's, it's typically um, transactional based. And I really want to reimagine and redefine the way that people feel about recruiters, right? Mm. Showing up to be able to to add value, you know, to truly be a consultant for their lives, because that's what we are. We're not, we just don't sell a job. We sell a dream. We sell a vision, the growth of who they are. But it starts within your heart and it starts within your mind first. And if you want, if we want to continue to support senior executives, Mm
2: -hmm. we want
1: to help build their um, confidence, their communication skills, because, you know, we all know it doesn't matter how old you are. If you fall off the wagon and you're just flapping in the wind, just an average, you know, not wanting to grow, you're not going to go and nail that interview. I promise you that. One of the, one question, maybe Google and Amazon asks is, what do you do for personal growth? Mm. What do you do for development? Well, how are you feeding your brain,
2: yeah. you
1: know, and, how, and what, what movements are you a part of?
2: Yep.
1: We want you to, because com- companies, when they hire people, they want yeah. to grow the company. They don't want to say, Hey, I'm going to hire you so you can just manage this team and we'll be stagnant for like the next five years. Yeah. You know? True. But they want someone to grow too so so the way that i'm reimagining our yeah. um new brand of a firm which yeah um i cannot wait to share with the rest of the world but um but yeah it, it is truly a network of um extreme um extraordinary human beings connecting other human beings together
0: that's huge that's huge you know if you want to change anything in your life like what kathy's saying Just find a place where there's a lot of great energies going on. It's going to bring you to somewhere good. You know, if you like what Kathy's saying already, just imagine the types of, the tribe that she would attract as well. I'm imagining it's a pretty unique organization right there, you know? So pumped to hear about that. And um, I also want to dive into, because you talked about also service, which I think is not talked about enough. Um, I think it's one of those things where for me, I feel that, I'll do it later, you know, like I'll serve in some ways, but I'll do it later. You know, when my business is done, when my career is set, when my family is set, like, but you're jumping full force into services will too, you know, with, with your, with your, um, with your soul care society. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that's going to be a nonprofit and everything, but can you share with us a little bit about what your mission is there and what that's all about?
1: Yes, absolutely. So with the, so so late in uh, late in the year last year, I with a friend of mine, I said, you know I, I need a I need a container. I need a place where I can continue to express my love for and zest for life. you know, a, a safe place for thought leaders to come. and whether it's sharing memes all day long or you know. <laughs> But a safe place, and so on an on, on a monthly basis, we um, gathered top speakers, um, you know, people. We had TVOs, we had neuro neuroscientists come and speak about self love, self care, and soul care. It's taking care of your soul. So our true mission is spiritual thought leaders sharing their experience, strength, and love so that others can know, look, they're here, but they came from here, you know? And, and a lot of women, a lot of men, a lot of people are doing that now, but um, I, you know, I, But there's only so many people and so, many t- so much time in the world. So whatever, I, I felt like, you know, I'm, I created a Facebook page and all of a sudden one person invited the next and, you know, three months later we're, we're at about 1900 ladies and they were just so inspiring super inspiring and you know everybody has a different mission in life but i think that the goal is is to allow others to to develop self-love within from within and um you know it's been it's been great you know we've we've had global speaker summits um and on a monthly basis and we are we're supporting each other's businesses um and there's there's it's just it's definitely a um you know a shame-free zone judgment-free zone Mm -hmm. Which I've created, and so now um, the consideration mm. is to create a nonprofit so that we can support other nonprofits. Wow. And So the, this uh, initiative that I took on, um, I was nominated for Woman of the Year for the Leukemia Society. It is a nonprofits uh, nonprofit cancer society, yeah. and um, we are we're our team is running to be um, you know to win this campaign, and yeah. whatever it's going to look like right now, we're actually creating pockets of community leaders across the United States. So we have chapter presidents and, you know, and it's, it's, it's getting, it's becoming exciting for me. You know, I um, but, and I, I think James, the reason why I have so much energy and love and zest for this is because I do have an extraordinary team that supports me, that Mm. fills me up so I can go out, you know, and help others. And so coming back to the place of service, you know, I have been trained for the past 20 years. Yeah. You, we are in the hands of, um, you know, putting our hand out to help another person that's sick and suffering. Um, you know, for example, I got a call last night from someone that, you know, is extremely struggling. This person's uh-huh. in a different country and, um, you know, 2.30 in the clock in the morning, I had to answer the phone call because I don't want to see this person dying uh-huh. and, you know, with their drug addiction. Yeah, so, yeah so it's just, you know, just simple things like that. And, you know, and we have to, as warriors or, you know, evangelists, you know, or or missionaries, like we have to be open and it's not about us anymore. It's really about our community and what we can, what we can give to others, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, happiness and joy is pretty much what we're all really looking for. And, and it doesn't matter if you're building a company or if you're not building a company, you know, it's, it's how you feel from within. And so all of everything that I do really, I mean, even if it's just building 300 backpacks and laboring and, you know, putting, um, snacks into these backpacks for the homeless, yeah. it brings me so much joy.
2: Yeah.
1: I always Man. put my, yeah. And the, the receiver's point side, you know? Yeah. And um, Or if volunteering, putting stamps on an envelope, it has to be perfect because yeah. I don't want somebody to receive it and go, oh, what a shoddy person she is.
0: <laughs> I love it. You do get more joy from giving, you know, yeah. the irony of that. And gosh, yeah. I'm so empowered. I'm so excited.
2: <laughs> Kathy,
0: um, I know our time is running up now. And gosh, this just felt like I got warped ironically into the matrix, but it was really, it brought me into a different world. I know our listeners really will appreciate this as well too. Um, before I ask a final question, I'd love to know where, where can people find you, your book, everything? How do they connect with you? What are the best ways?
1: Uh, Thank you. All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram. So it's Kathy Trin underscore and you'll see my face on there. I think there's a couple of Kathy Trins there. So, um, and then also Facebook as well. I have a business page as well as a personal private page. And um, I'm currently, um, as if you, if you will, um, I am currently offering a couple of chapters of my book. Um, you know, in PDF. So if you're interested, feel free to send me a text message um, and just go ahead and put gifts at 714-376-2178. And you can just go ahead and uh, text gifts.
0: Awesome. (laughs) I'll put that in the caption too. Thank awesome. you so much. I'm for sure going to be getting that. And I hope all my listeners, everyone like this is getting that as well you, If you got value from this, hey, share this episode, really tag Kathy on your socials. Let people know about this amazing woman, you know, because it's funny, Kathy, I call this community warriors. And I think you really do embody what a warrior truly is, you know, so I appreciate you for that. And my final question you would be this, because going through all this life, and there's so many different experiences and you're still going to go through different chapters, obviously, but knowing what you know now, if you were to go back to maybe when you're 13 years old and you're figuring yourself out and you took a left when maybe it would have been wiser to make a right, you know, and then that left ended up taking you to a different place. And if you were to go back and transport back then with, with who Kathy was before, what's a lesson a mindset that you would give to that, Kathy?
2: Mm.
1: Well, the easy thing to say, thank you, James, for that question. The easy thing to say is never give up, right?
2: Mm. But,
1: um, you know, like, as you were saying that, I kind of knew which direction you were asking that question. But honestly, like, if... Someone even at 13 says, Kathy, go work your butt off and try to make $25,000. And I'm going to put you through the, 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 um, game of life. And Uh you're going to either come out like a shiny, wonderful, beautiful object. And your life is going to be extraordinary experienced, And you're going to have all these wonderful things, or it can go to shit. I will go out and bust my tail at the age of 13 to find that $25,000 and put my money on it to get all the traumas and everything that I've experienced in my life to become the person I am right here, you know, and it's not about the money, you know, it's not about that. It's about the, the having faith and today, like just have my, my token of wisdom here is having faith, no matter how old, young, what religion, what color you are, just have faith that the worst days of your life has happened. And now you, you have a chance to live and create a better day for yourself, you know, and it's just taking one day at a time.
0: I love that. Thank you so much, Kathy. If you're watching this on the Facebook live, share this on your pages, tag some of your friends that need to hear this message from the podcast, screenshot this, put it everywhere. Kathy, you are a warrior. You are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your gift today. Much appreciated.
1: Of course. Thank you. It was really fun, James. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. All right, everybody. War is out.